Welcome to episode 17 of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Matt Satilli. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Owen Shadrick. Good to see you. How you doing today, Owen? I'm good, Matt. I can't believe it's already episode 17. I was really taken back by that. So it's been awesome so far, and it continues today when we have Mark Coley. He's top two in home runs. He's been one of the best power hitters in the league this season. So excited for you guys to hear what he has to say. It was a great interview, and this week we also announced that we will be having Scout Days. That was formally announced on our uh, Twitter and Instagram pages via a Josh Cummins press release, our last guest. It will be running Monday, August 3rd through Wednesday, August 5th. So first in New Britain, it will be the Starfires and the Bees. Then on Tuesday, it will be the Rocks and the Bravehearts from Campanelli Stadium in Brockton. And then to finish things up, it will be the Silver Knights and the Navigators from Nashua. So really excited about that. A lot of the players on this podcast series have expressed their interest and just what it means to them. So really excited to bring that to you. And for right now, let's get into our interview with Mark Coley. At this time, we now welcome on a very special guest. He was a 2019 top pro prospect, first team all FCBL in 2019, and he was also a Futures League All-Star last summer. It is Mark Coley of the Westfield Starfires. Mark, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. So to get right into it and to talk about your performance this season, you're currently tied for second in home runs with four, and you're tied for fifth in RBIs with 10. Have you felt about your play so far this season? I mean, I feel like I'm playing really well, especially uh, with the circumstances and taking so many months off, just coming back, you know, swinging the bat and driving runs this early in the season. Uh, it just feels great right now. Yeah, and do you feel like – you're kind of stepping your play up after the first week. I know a ton of people we've talked to have just mentioned that pitching started off hot and it was tough getting back in the, in the box facing live pitching, but do you feel like you're starting to pick up some good momentum now? Yeah. I'm just in the box. I feel like I'm starting like to slow the game down, see the pitches better and just be able to recognize pitches more and just be able to drive pitches. Cause uh, obviously uh, in the squads, first game, everything just feels like it's going a million miles per hour. And then, just gradually just gets slower and slower and just kind of revert back to your old form, which is good. That's great to hear. And defensively, you've had some pretty nice catches in left field so far. What's it like playing that position and tracking baseballs as well as you do? I mean, I find it very exciting just to be able to use my speed and run down balls. Like, it's no better feeling, you know. Just be able to take away a hit from a guy is just it's a great feeling. Yeah, you're, you're quite the talent out there in left field, certainly. And last summer you played for Pittsfield. You signed very late onto this Westfield roster. Were you in touch with Pittsfield at all before they decided not to play this summer? And what made you decide to come back to the Futures League? Uh, yeah, actually, I was in touch with Pittsfield. Um, Getty, even though he's over at Brockton, he uh, contacted me and see if I wanted to um, play for Pittsfield after any CBL canceled this past season. But it just – I don't think it would have fully worked out just because it's, it's a little bit far away from me. And with the whole uh, virus situation, I didn't want to stay with the host family just to be safe. But um, I did want to get back in the future. So I was just glad to be able to find a spot on Westfield last minute and be able to get in a roster. Yeah, I worked for the Starfires last summer. And it seems like every game you played at Bowens Field, you hit the ball really well. Do you feel like you play well there in particular? And then now, what's it like playing there for half the season? Um, yeah, I had some uh, very memorable games at that field last year. So just 
to be able to play that, have that my, as my home field, like this whole summer is going to be exciting. And talking about their performance last season, they struggled and finished at the bottom of the standings. This summer, you guys have gotten off to a pretty good start. Uh, what has the message been from Evan Morehouse, the general manager, and Hunter Golden, director of player personnel, a role that wasn't in place last summer, and just the organization as a whole about trying to turn it around this season? I mean, I think we all came in here with uh, a goal just to uh, get some reps and, you know, play good baseball. I think that's what we stress enough, just play solid baseball. We have the talent on the team, and if you just play clean baseball, we'll win games. And that's kind of like been the message, just be consistent, just go out there, play the game the right way, and then whatever happens, happens. And so far, we've been off to a great start compared to where we were last year. So one of the unique things about playing in Westfield is the double headers that you guys have on Sundays. They're not every weekend, but they're a decent amount of weekends. What's it like playing those double headers? And do you ever get really tired after them? Or are you more energetic going into game two? What's your mentality kind of playing those double headers? Well, we just have to kind of mentally prepare ourselves because obviously, like I said earlier, a lot of guys haven't played in months. And even with working out and getting reps in, it doesn't fully like translate over to uh, how your body feels after a game. So I think anybody's always a little bit tired going into game two, but it's kind of that mentality to say, hey, I'm just glad to be out here. I just want to be able to play baseball with my teammates and go on and just have some fun. And then just think about that kind of re-energizes us going into game two. So just having that type of mentality is so important, especially when on a hot day like it was yesterday. It was a scorcher. And I talked to Joe Bramante just to ask if he had any preparations or any adjustments. He said he loved playing in the heat. Curious to see how you make any adjustments to your game, if any, as we get into the dog days of summer, especially when you're playing too. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm the same way. I, I feel like I thrive in the heat. Um, it's funny because uh, at school, like, there's, like, a running joke. I, I just – I hate the cold. Like, it, it's awful. It's, like, in the fall ball, I hate it. So, like, just to play in the heat, like, I don't mind it. Like, I'll bring cold towels, get some extra liquids, and I'll go out there and play all day because I'd rather play in the heat any day than uh, play in the cold weather. As someone who's got power and who's got a lot of pop on his swing, do you feel like the ball flies further in the humidity and the heat? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we talked about your team. Westfield's added plenty of talent this season. What's it like to play alongside guys like Andre Marrero and Reggie Crawford, among others? Oh, it's phenomenal. They're great guys, great teammates. And uh, just be able to share the field with those guys is, is just awesome. Like, anytime you, you're surrounded by great players, it just makes you want to elevate your own game. So for me to be able to play with those guys is just probably the best thing that can happen for my game because it just makes me want to play even better, you know? Yeah, and Evan Morehouse called you on episode 11. He called you guys the Western Mass All-Stars, which, I mean, you're from Connecticut. But is there any truth to that statement? I feel like it's very true because, I mean, half the guys uh, on the team I actually played with growing up in travel ball because I played travel ball in Western Mass. And just to see the guys play is just like, you, like, you know, like they're the best guys in the area. So to carry that over to college, is I, I feel like it's a very true statement. So you played for Pittsfield last season and you're a veteran in this league. So what do you so, Mark, last season you played for Pittsfield. You're a veteran of this league, and a lot of the guys on your team have not had experience with the league. So what do you bring from your experience in Pittsfield, and how do you give those lessons to the new guys in the dugout as you continue on in this season? Yeah, um, the biggest thing is just mentality and approach. Like, 
I wouldn't try really change anything in your game, just how you approach the game in the summer. Just make sure this is not the time to dog it. This is not the time to take it easy. Um, just have uh, certain approaches in the box and know what to expect from game to game. Like, you have to take it week by week because summer ball is a grind and you, just, you play a lot of games in a row. So if you start getting a slump, you start struggling, like you have a shot literally next day or less than 12 hours from that last inning or last at bat to, you know, get back in the box again. So it's just having that type of approach and mentality over the summer and, you know, be able to just play your best game without getting down on yourself. Before we get back to our interview with Mark Coley, we wanted to share a message from one of our sponsors, ChangeUp. We're excited to announce a brand new partnership this season with ChangeUp, a cutting-edge, player-centric pitch tracking solution promoting health and safety, allowing coaches to capture and analyze a proprietary set of performance analytics, and helping pitchers maximize their potentials. Coming to baseball programs around the world this year, ChangeUp eliminates the administrative overhead associated with adhering to pitch count regulations, allowing coaches to focus on baseball. Coaches and parents at all levels, Little League, AAU, high school, and the collegiate level, take notice. ChangeUp is the clear choice to ensure your pitchers aren't being thrown too much or too often and are getting proper rest. Together, we can make this great game even better by protecting arms and ensuring compliance with pitching guidelines. For more information, visit ChangeUp's website, www.changeup.io. That's www.change-up.io. ChangeUp. Every pitch counts. We now return to our interview with Mark Coley. So last season, you were named the Futures League 2019 Top Pro Prospect. You were named to the first team All-FCBL, and you were an All-Star. And the stats speak for themselves. You hit 327. You had seven home runs, which is tied for fifth in the league. You were top two in doubles. What was it like playing for Pittsfield last season, and how did you feel coming out of it? Oh, it was amazing. I had a great experience all around. And uh, coming out of it, it, it was just like a huge confidence boost because uh, – Actually, when I was going in, I, I was struggling a little bit coming off my freshman year. And then I just did a whole 180, really, just fixed my swing up before going to the season. And just I just told myself, it's just, hey, whatever happens, I, I'm just go out there and play the best baseball I can play. And obviously, I, I just had a great season. And then it was just a huge confidence booster going to the fall. Yeah, and you were an all-star at Wakona Park at your home field in Pittsfield. What was that experience like? And then this season... We don't have an all-star game, but we have a scouting day. It's going to be you guys in New Britain. What will that be like, and how do you value that as a player, getting a chance to get looks up close and personal from scouts? Oh, the all-star game in Wakona was awesome last year, especially being in front of home fans and just be able to interact with uh, all the people that have come to the games all year. Like, it was, it was amazing. Like, I, the fans were awesome. Like, the, the whole day was just it was just great. And then – just the scout day aspect, it, it, it was amazing. You saw all the scouts there, like and all the attention was on you when it's your turn. So just being able to have that opportunity, it was it was amazing. And, and you know, just be able to get that exposure that you wouldn't typically get as, as much from uh, spring ball is it's amazing. Yeah, and one thing we talked about with Pittsfield, you cannot ignore the sun delays. Yeah. We talked to Alex Price about it. What was your reaction to kind of the first sun delay and how did you adjust to those? The first reaction was I was terrified when I went up to the box. I couldn't even see the picture, just the sun in my eyes. But um, yeah, we got used to it and we just kind of try to limit really how long it is. And that was really just about it. But it it was another cool aspect of summer ball you wouldn't really see anywhere else. So it was nice. 
So episode 13 of this podcast, we talked to Alex Price, who was your former teammate in Pittsfield and your former roommate when you guys were on the Suns with the same host family. And he talked about his relationship with you and especially how excited he was to face you that night when the episode was released. What is your relationship like with him and what was it like to face Price when you guys did face off a few weeks ago? Oh, it was, it was amazing. Like, he's a great kid. Um, just to be able to spend a whole summer with him, it's, it kind of like, that was one of the highlights of my summer, to be honest, just be able to become friends with him and just uh, see what type of player he is and the, the type of guy he was. It, was, I, it couldn't have been a better person. So to be able to face him again was awesome. Even though I wish he didn't strike out twice, but <laughs> it's part of the game. Phenomenal kid, great family. I just, he made my summer last summer, really. And let's, let's flash back to that day it was a couple weeks ago. He did strike you out and then gave you a little stare down. Did you see that yeah. after? Did you see that yeah, stare I did. down? Gave him a little smile back and tipped my cap. It's the only thing I could do. I love yeah. it. He was, saying, he was saying he knew he was going to throw some off-speed stuff. So yeah, I was yeah. kind of looking for that. Hey, it happens, man. More motivation for next time out if you guys yeah. face each other. Definitely. Now – this summer, the format is going to be different because of the shortened season. There's only going to be two teams that make a championship round. That's the best two out of three. How do you view that? Is it a big change from six out of the seven teams making it? And what kind of added motivation does that provide to step up your game that much more on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so just with that, it just, you know, every game has a little bit more meaning to it. Um, it's not like you have time to go on runs and get in the slumps as much, like, we shouldn't really add pressure really to our game, but it, it just kind of links that back in our minds that, hey, we kind of, kind of play clean, like can't afford to redrop drop this game going into today. But that's really just about it. We don't really add too much pressure to ourselves because obviously at the end of the day, we're here to play and get better. And being able to compete is the best way to get better. So that's how we see it. And uh, with that mentality, that, that helps us, you know, kind of compete for games and want to win. Yeah, that's a great mentality to have. Now, transitioning into your experience at the University of Rhode Island, uh, you guys had a really strong start there this spring. You were 8-5 and five when the season got canceled. You won six of your last seven, including two wins over Central Michigan, who was 27th in the country, and a season split at Arizona, who was 25th. Where did you feel like the team was at when your season ended? Uh, I feel like we were trending on a very high direction, and uh, it was uh, very tough when the season got canceled because uh, – I think all of us knew we had something special going. Like, we kind of just you know, came out running, really. We had a – we besides the Lamar series, we kind of came out, played well, and we just kept playing well going going from there. And then the season just stopped so abruptly. It, it was tough because we knew we had something special going. But that's just a more added motivation coming in this fall and next spring to, you know what, like – you saw what we had last year and let's capitalize on it and have an even better year next year. So last season in the Futures League, you had two big name teammates playing on the other side of the diamond. You had Austin White on Bristol, who is the league's all-time leader in runs as of last season, and Billy Butler, who actually Instagram DM'd us before this saying that he wanted to have you on the podcast. So shout out to Billy for putting your name out there. What's it like playing against those guys and your other URI teammates across the league? Oh, it was awesome, you know, just to be able to get compete against those guys that they either roommates with and just see every single day. Like closer friends are almost like family and just be able to compete against those guys is is, is awesome. Obviously there's a lot of chirping going on, but that just makes it even better. You just wanna be even more competitive because you wanna beat those guys. So 
just having the opportunity this summer to wear a different uniform and just go against each other is, is the best. And flashing back a little bit more, you played at Bloomfield High School in Connecticut. It's not a town traditionally known for its baseball. What did it mean to you to get a D1 offer coming out of Bloomfield and to be a role model for some of the other guys and your younger teammates there? Oh, it meant the world because um, just like you said, we're not really a baseball town. We don't have much amenities uh, in the baseball program. So it was, it, 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 our mentality is kind of like us against the world and just be able to get that offer. It was life changing for me because uh, it, it was very tough. Like it wasn't uh, easy, like going through that road just because as again, baseball wasn't highly developed. I didn't have the greatest team in the world, but even like despite that, like I was still able to get a college offer. So it just meant so much. And then just seeing like some of my other teammates say, like, oh, I want to be like you was just, it, it felt amazing, you know, and eventually it did happen. Like one underclassman just committed to a JUCO in, in New York and to see that happen is just, is just so satisfying. That's really great to hear. And it seems like URI got their money's worth or uh, at least their, their contract worth so far. You put up some really good numbers there in a season and a half already. Another question that I have to ask, you got some awesome socks. How long have you been wearing the high socks for? I know the long pants are swaggy. A lot of players go with them, but I mean, looks like you got a stellar baseball uniform top to bottom. So just talk to us about the socks. Yeah. So um, I started doing that last fall. So almost a year now. I remember it was kind of a hot day. I, I just rolled them up, and then I was like, maybe I just roll them up a little bit higher, just almost like a shorts look, and go from there and see how it feels. And then remember, I played really well that day, so I was like, hey, if it works, it works. And then I just kept with it, and then now it's kind of my new look, like my signature style, I guess. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, so this has been an awesome interview so far. We got one final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Mark, we got a couple more questions for you for our audience to help to get to know you a little better. Is that cool with you? Yep. All right, sweet. First question, who's been your favorite teammate to play with in the Futures League? Ooh, that's a tough one. Put me on the spot. That's a tough uh, one to start off with, but we need yeah. to get that response. Everyone's had so many positive experiences. You can name more than one, too, if, if that's the route you want to go. Uh, okay, yeah. I route off a couple then. Um, obviously, Alex. Definitely Alex Price. Um, last year, Jackson Peterson. This year, Andre Marrero. Reggie Crawford. Uh, man, there's so many people. Uh, I'll do one more. Definitely Drew G. Martino. Yeah. All right. That's a great top five. Favorite opposing ballpark to play at in the league? Uh, it's either – it's up in the air between Nashville and New Britain. Okay. Now, I know as a Hartford area Connecticut guy, did you grow up watching games at New Britain Stadium at oh, all? all the time. All the time. It was the best. So it's got to be pretty cool to play there now. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Now, I noticed you recently changed your walk-up music a couple games ago. So I'm going to ask you – what do you got going on now? What's been your favorite walk-up song, whether it was last summer, this year, something you had going on at URI? Yeah, so I think my favorite walk-up was last summer. It was uh, Swag Surfing. But uh, just in general, I just kind of like the old-school vibe more than, more than anything for my walk-up. That's why this year I kind of changed it to an old-school song, Shook Ones by Mob Deep. But, yeah, definitely old-school vibe. All right. I like it. Favorite big league team? 
Favorite big league team is definitely the Yankees. Okay, we had a little stretch going where we didn't get any Yankees responses, so we're, we're back on the Yankees train. Owen and I are Sox, guys, but we got to respect it. Uh, favorite big league player? Actually, my favorite big league player is not only Yankees, Tim Anderson. Yeah, he's he's been a beast for the White Sox and just a, a great player and a great role model off the field all around. Definitely a sound answer. Do you try and model your bat flips after him? Um, I would try, but it is tough to kind of copy him. He, he's kind of unique. Uh, you you got to be real legit to uh, do some bat flips like he does. Now, bat and glove that you use when you're playing. I don't know the, remember the exact model because I had it for years, but uh, I use a Rawlings. And then at school, I use a CF Zen. And uh, for a summer ball, I use a Marucci and a KR3. Nice. And then what about cleats that you're lacing up? Since I did school, I always got to rock the Audi Zeros. Awesome. And how about a baseball nickname? Uh, yeah, so I used to be called Kool-Aid because uh, people used to pronounce my last name wrong and say Cooley. So as a play on words, just call me Kool-Aid. I saw that you posted a, a highlight on your Instagram against George Washington and the announcer, he, he pulled a Cooley. So yeah, still, still getting it wrong. But we're trying to yeah. Cooley love. Yeah. That, that's a, this is a message to all announcers to call you by the right name. <laughs> and then how about any superstitions? You kind of touched on some earlier, but any you're working on? Uh, superstitions. I once hit like three, four hours for the game. I just can't eat nothing. Like, I don't know what it is. I just can't eat nothing. Yeah, you don't you don't want to mess up mess up your mentality or anything. Uh, feel that. And then let's talk about your number for a minute. At least at URI, you were number twenty three at URI, and you wore number twenty three last summer with Pittsfield. Is there any reason for that number? I mean, I, it was always like my secondary number, but uh, it kind of just grew me now as my primary number. Um, I just as a ball player, like your number is always very important to you. So that's kind of the number I, just, I identify with. I wish I could have got it this year, but obviously my late edition, I couldn't get it. But uh, yeah, it's like it's just some like something I identify with. Like twenty three is just like my number now, you know. And what was your primary number before? Uh, going into college, it was number three. Any story behind that? Um, I was just always number three my whole life. That's just like the number I always rocked. And then obviously, uh, you're very limited as a college freshman what number you can get. And I was blessed to get my secondary number, number twenty three. And then that kind of just sparked like a new chapter and uh now i identify with number 23 and that's my number awesome well they both have the number three in it so you still got that you still yeah. got that along with you and how about how about bubblegum or sunflower seeds oh definitely bubblegum and then any brand or flavor in particular how about bubba nice that never never go wrong with how never bubba. fails and lastly how about a favorite all-time baseball memory hmm Honestly, it probably came from last year when uh, I was playing second and uh, right fielder lost track of the ball and I was able to run out there and make a catch in right field from second base. That was probably one of my favorite baseball memories just because I always dreamed of making that play. So to be able to actually do it was, was awesome. It was amazing. That's incredible. Do you remember like about how many steps you had to make or where you caught that ball? Because even any distance ranging back behind you at second base is an impressive play. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like in the um, – it was, I was right next to the right fielder. Like, I can't even remember, like, how close I was, like, to the wall or anything. But I just remember I just had a beat on her from the start, and I just heard I can't see. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to turn on the Jets. And, uh, and next thing you know, I just caught it. It was awesome. I love it. Well, Mark, this has been awesome. 
Thank you so much for joining us. This has been episode 17 of Back to the Futures. Uh, really appreciate you joining us today and best of luck with everything. Thank you. Appreciate it. So once again, this has been episode 17 of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We got new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're streaming on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon. Thank you.